Hello, everybody, and welcome back to A Guy and a Girl Talk Sports, where we are a guy and a girl who just really love to talk sports. So, every Monday, every Thursday, expect a new episode from us at 6 a.m. on every platform you can listen to podcasts. Every episode will basically cover off on some big sports highlights, some topics that we want to debate and discuss, and then also we'll make predictions for upcoming games. So if you listen to anything you like, please make sure you share it with your friends um, so they can listen in too. Yeah, but thank you guys so much for listening. And if you want your daily fix of a guy and a girl talk sports, go hit up our social media channels. We have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. And those are GG Talk Sports. So go head over there. We share a ton of different things daily. And don't forget to hit the follow button, of course. All right, let's get into today's highlights. I would say they're good, but they're they're just we just need to talk about this. This is a discussion that needs to happen. So the good part is Kansas smacked Kansas State. The bad part, following their loss, well, it was like during their loss. With one second left. With one second left, Kansas and Kansas State kind of got into a brawl. We're not going to say names because I feel like there's just no point to say names in a negative situation. Um, so long story short, Kansas and Kansas State kind of got into it. Kind of. All right, they got into a hardcore. Yeah. Somebody picked up a chair. Yeah. And started swing. He didn't swing. He, like, he's, well, I was going to say, he started to swing. And thank God the assistant coach pulled the chair down because he may have never played basketball again if that would have happened. I was kind of watching it, and I think the assistant coach or somebody over there definitely, like, touched it, like, hey, are you sure you want to be throwing this? And then he did drop it, so I think he probably, like, somebody brought it to his attention, like, this is not a good idea. But clearly he had the thought of picking up a chair and potentially doing something with it, which didn't work out in his favor at all. Um, but that was kind of, like, the culmination of some fights that had already broken out, some punches that had already been swung and just literally, like, probably 50 people all huddled in a tiny area, swinging. People were on the floor. Coaches were in the middle of it. It got wild. See, but this goes back to our discussion on why I firmly believe sports need to have some sort of a containment or barrier. Or not barrier. All right, it doesn't need to be, like, a barrier or a anything. Cage. Yeah, it's not like cage fighting or anything epic like that. But I'm just saying... Kind of like our discussion in one of our previous podcast episodes. I'm not sure which one it is. You can go scroll through if you guys don't mind and find it. It's interesting. But talking about how the NHL has that little glass barrier, or not the glass, the plastic barrier in between the fans and the actual, you know, game, given it's on ice and it's it's metal, you know, yeah. skates. But think- still, you get my point. There, there should be a little more space because in the one photo that I can't get out of my head, probably won't be able to get out of my head, is... The player with the chair over his head, and he's standing with a innocent woman in between his legs. She's like, "Oh my god, what the hell!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like just trying not to get trampled. And I think it might not even be fans that are standing right there, but we talked about it in that same podcast episode you're talking about. Is even like the media, like getting a little further back, a little more separation from the actual court, because when stuff like that happens, it's not super safe for them to be like, at the mercy of these big humans who are coming to trample over them, basically. And clearly the people weren't looking out for the people who had already been standing there. And this poor lady was definitely in the crossfire of some crazy happenings that were going on. So I agree with that. I think, like, media sits literally right under the basket, and that is exactly where this whole brawl started taking place. And then people kind of 
got the end of it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just a little weird situation to me. I don't agree with what Dickie V did say, though. He doesn't need to be suspended forever and never play the game again. But what were you going to say? You had something to say. Yeah, I was going to say the similar thing, and I was going to ask you in a question form, but you just kind of answered it. But my thought is, too, like, yes, he picked up a chair. Luckily, he didn't hit anybody with it. But I also think that we can't just jump to conclusions. Like, this is still a kid in college who's probably, like, 19 or 20 years old. He's not, like, a grown adult who is very clearly making the best decisions ever. And people jump to conclusions of saying, like, he should never play again out there in the media realm. And I think that's just a very harsh thing to put out into a very public place about somebody whose livelihood at some point could depend on it. So I will say I think that we kind of jump to some serious conclusions for some of these people sometimes. And I don't think we always need to in some situations. Yeah, long story short, the kid got a 12-game suspension. I do feel like that's fair and justified. He definitely needs to be suspended. Definitely needs to sit out. More than just a few games. And honestly, if I'm Bill Self, I might even just make him be suspended for a few extra games just personally, just to kind of set a a standard. Extra emphasis. Yeah, exactly. Just like, look, man, like this isn't cool. Like My thing is, he didn't swing the chair but the problem that i just can't get over is he picked up the chair and we don't need to talk about this anymore because it's too negative and i'm like eh screw it it happened let's not even draw any more attention to it but being a kansas fan because i know you are die hard yeah personally what would you say or what do you have to say about how you felt watching this live because we watched this live i mean we were both like kind of jaw hit the floor but what what did you think i mean being a kansas fan i think it's just so unfortunate because if you know kansas basketball at all like yeah there's always the only controversy you ever, like, ever hear about them is, did they, like, pay players to come play there? It's always, like, the questions of violating NCAA rules, which is not violent. They're always a super classy program. Their players are always, like, really good kids. The players are very rarely getting in trouble outside of sports. And I think it's just super unfortunate to have, like, this kind of violent act and super unnecessary, like, situation happen and make that be something that's part of Kansas basketball's story. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's all I got. I love it. So, all right. So, with that being said, we're going to jump into our second highlight of the three. And this one is the Australian Open. There's been some great tennis on. Yeah. Also, some, like, what the hell? Like, Fognini. Uh, did I say that? Fognini? Fog- Fognini? Fognini? I mean, it's like a tennis. I mean, the way that he played and the way that he handled that match, he deserves to have a little mispronunciation of his name. Because, yeah. bro, you got to handle yourself in a situation. I don't care if you were up two sets to nothing. And then he was up two sets. The guy got back on him. They went to a tie break to finish it. He ended up winning. Yeah. But, all right, he smacked his freaking racket with his hand so many times, he bloodied his hand up. (laughs) He then had a warning for smacking his racket on the freaking floor. Yeah. And then I think he got something else. I don't even know if there's a second warning. I don't know. Ridiculous. Anyways, some good tennis besides that. That was good tennis to watch. It was just also questionable character, but that's all right. Don't need to talk about that. (laughs) Don't need to talk about that. But even just yesterday, the number of five-set matches that happened was pretty intense. It's just, like you said, really good quality tennis, especially in the early rounds. Usually in the early rounds, like, it's kind of a given who's going to win, but I think right now a lot of players are on an even playing field, and it's super interesting to watch how close these matches are. So, like, Dimitrov lost, and he was the ranked player, and he got beat by an unranked player in a five-set match. Um, there was a lot of players who just went to the end. Yeah, can I just say something real quick? Not even about tennis, just about, like, just the whole sports generation in itself, or the sports sure. era in big itself. Theme. Big, big, big picture theme real quick. 
a lot of people talked about how questionable our generation was going to be in terms of like athletics and being able to carry over the Kobe's and the Michael Jordans and the the I don't really know how to the Aaron Rodgers, if you will, and the the Tom Brady's or the the Joe Montana's or whatever. Yeah, people have questioned like the up and coming generation of sports if they could actually handle you know the responsibilities the and level. roles and and yeah, be on the same level or even greater. And I feel like we definitely have, because in terms of sports in general, you're seeing so many programs be way better than they were. For the first one that pops into my head, for example, is Memphis's turnaround in, in college football. Or, for example, like, I don't know, San Diego State right now is 20-0, which is crazy, given they haven't played anybody too great. They're still 20-0. So just my point is, I think it's crazy to watch, and now tennis, so much more competitiveness, so much more, you know, five-set matches in the earlier rounds. And for example, football now, you got Patty Mahomes, you got Lamar, you got, shout out Joe Money Burrow. Uh, I mean, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. I, so it's just crazy to watch the amount of talent that we're just kind of blessed with right now in the sports world to enjoy. And, and, and I really. For the long run, too. Exactly. Because like you said, they are part of a younger generation that's just starting. So I agree, it's super exciting. And to relate it back to tennis, like there's Yeah, Coco- sorry. Jump <laughs> it back. <laughs> I just had to say that because I don't know, it's crazy, it's cool. Yeah. But like I said, back to the tennis, it's like Coco Goff is 15 years old. She's not even 16 yet, and she's already playing super well. She's gotten the attention of a lot of people. You have, like, Naomi Osaka, who hey, shout out. is, I think, maybe 21, barely. She's doing super well, too. So I agree. It's cool that, I mean, we all knew it was going to happen at some point that all these greats were going to have to fade out. They can't play forever, and I'm just happy that we have entertaining very talented people to fill those gaps. They won't be able to fill them in the same way, but yeah, at least... Different ways. Yeah, fill them. Coco Goff and Naomi Osaka play each other next. Yep, on Friday. And that kind of sucks because those were the two sleeper picks on my end. And now they got to play each other. But you called Osaka on the podcast, so if she wins, you're still in the clear. I know, so I need Osaka <laughs> to win. But I'm a big Coco Goff fan. I just, man, 15 years old and killing it. Like, she's that's crazy. She's got but so does Osaka. So... She's got six more years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's our next highlight? All right, true. Just shout out NHL. Quick little shout out to NHL. It's All-Star Weekend. So some fantastic NHL going on this weekend. If you turn your TVs on, don't forget to watch it. So yeah, don't forget to watch NHL All-Star Weekend and tune in. Also, go comment on our social media page and who your favorite athlete is, whether it's NHL, tennis, or basketball, since we're kind of talking about everything in our well, highlights. Yeah. We just covered off on a lot, so that's that. <laughs> but... America's sport. Who is it, Steph? Wait, who is it? What is it? <laughs> yeah, it's not a who, it's a what. Um, so the big topic of the day is going to be the conversation slash debate around what is America's actual sport? Because for a long time it's been baseball. I would argue it's not, which is what we're going to do during this time is just figure out what we think the actual sport of America is because I think it's a, it's an interesting discussion. I think it's gone through a, ter- a transition. Yeah, I agree. So for a very long time, everybody knows that America's sport was considered to be baseball. It was like America's pastime, playing baseball, like playing catch with your dad in the backyard. Hell yeah, That's I did. like America's Shout pastime, out Pops. right? We played catch. But there's a lot of points that we're going to make right now to debate whether or not it actually is. We have a sport that we're going to put against it, but there's also discussion for a few other sports that could be considered too. Yeah. But the main two we're going to be comparing are baseball and football and which one we think is actually legitimately America's sport. Yeah, so just to kind of get down to numbers, I don't really want to talk about numbers because who cares, but baseball was founded in 1839. The MLB was actually founded in 1869. 
Football was founded in 1892, and the NFL was founded in 1920. So, technically, baseball is America's sport, (laughs) which I will say, baseball was America's sport. I think now it's football. I think in the future, it's going to be basketball. Yeah, I agree. But let's debate football and baseball real quick, and we can talk about basketball at the end of this whole thing. So, you agree with football is now, but baseball was. I agree. So, I think that football has evolved to be America's sport. I think that there's a few reasons why. One of them, I think, is just kind of the controversies and what goes around both sports. So, the, like, drama involved with each sport. Another point is, like, who actually watches which one and how many people are watching each of these events. And then I think the third one, too, is, like, what are kids actually playing? I think that's a big telltale sign, too, of where America's sport is going, is what did the kids want to play? Yeah, like, in terms of, like, even jersey sales. Like, yeah. what jerseys are sold the most in terms of sports. Right. So, we're going to kind of break down a little bit of these. Obviously, we can't get into the full kind of discussion, but we're going to talk a lot about this in depth. But also, go hit up our social media channel. Let us know what you guys think. GG Talk Sports. So, what do you want to cover first? So I'm going to cover off on one of the controversies that is happening in baseball. I think there's actually two we're going to cover off on in baseball because one is a super hot topic right now, and I think one has kind of been a systemic issue within baseball that you don't see quite as much of in football. Um, And so I'm going to cover off on the systemic issue, which is more of like the steroid use and performance-enhancing drugs that you have seen for generations and generations in baseball. Um, So I'm going to name off some people who are baseball players Oh God! who have been either accused, quote-unquote, allegedly, but basically yes, or have actually been caught using performance-enhancing drugs. It's so sad that, like, the Baseball Hall of Fame, If you, when you go through this list, if you were going to have to, like, cut them off the Hall of Fame or do anything to their name, put, like, an asterisk, there'd be so many. Oh, yeah, there'd be so many. So I'm going to just kind of start off with one big name who is actually, like, I wanted his baseball card so bad when I was young. And that is oh God. I know. Mark McGuire. So he was a big-time player probably back in the 80s and 90s, mostly the 90s, I think. And he was known for how many home runs he hit and how great of a player he was. He played for the Oakland A's, and he was so cool. I mean, did you see how big he got when he entered? I mean, it's nuts to see the comparison photos of these players when they entered the league and oh then, like, God. three to five years after they've been in the league. Like, yeah. No, you didn't get that big naturally. No. So he was a big name. I think he was kind of like a part of the leading. Uh, yeah, like, he's probably one of the one of the major probably news scandals, scandals probably. But then this next one is maybe even bigger and especially more known to people of our generation, and that's Alex Rodriguez. Hey, Rod. Because people probably know him because he's engaged to J Lo. So hey, shout out. <laughs> but another massive name within baseball who literally brings attention to baseball, which is kind of something I see as, like, is it a problem? Is when the biggest players, the players who bring all the attention, like you said, the jerseys kids are buying, they're actually in trouble for performance-enhancing drugs. Alex Rodriguez is one of them. Well, I think the thing is, too, just like you said, kind of the jerseys, he's also an icon in that league. Like, the players look up to him that play in the league, and if he's doing that... They damn well know that it's all right and that they should try it and that, yeah. oh, well, if he's doing it and he's a goat, yeah. man, I need, oh, I need, give me some of that, bro. I need some of that goat juice, like. I know. So then here's a few alleged ones, too, which I won't go into as much detail about. He was alleged, though, right? Wasn't no, A-Rod? He, so, yeah, he definitely admitted to doing it, so 
he was in the committed or in the confirmed <laughs> column of drug use. Um, and then he was not green. Yeah, so here's some alleged ones who are also just massive names, and most likely they're probably a yes, but we're just going to keep them in the legend because there was no proof, technically. But Roger Clemens is one who was a really mm. big one. Barry Bonds, everybody knows oh, Barry man. Bonds' name. He was a really big one. And then also there's a few others who weren't quite as big of names, but still, the list of alleged's is quite lengthy. And I think that, yes, you get some players in the NFL who get in trouble or get some game suspensions for performance-enhancing drugs of some kind, but you're not seeing, like, the Tom Brady's or the... I can't think of another one right off the top of my head, but even, like, we talked to some of the same young generation, like the Patty Mahomes, you're not seeing I mean, Miles Garrett you could use because he's a freak of nature, and he's pure, like, just hard work and working out and eating right and, and, I mean, dieting, so... I know, and in the I NFL, mean, every yeah. player is required to get drug tested at least once a season, and some players get drug tested up to six times a season, so it's not like they're just, you know, ignoring certain players to let them get away with it. Every single player is getting tested, so you know that it's just less common, especially at that high of a level in the NFL as it is in the MLB. Yeah, and in the MLB, 600 players are drug tested three times a year and up to 60 in the offseason. So it's a little less. It's not quite as much as every single person in the organization. So there is still a little bit of leeway for them to kind of slip through the cracks Um, and also kind of maybe, you know, test the system. Yeah, see if they can get away with it. But also, I want to talk about one more scandal in the MLB, and then we're going to jump to the NFL because the NFL does have scandals as well, just in different ways. Um, But this is the newest one in terms of scandals, in terms of any sport, really, and that is what the Houston Astros and apparently maybe a couple of other organizations have been doing. We're not going to say names because we just don't like doing that. There's no point to even draw more negativity towards an individual um, they already know what they did, and they got to go to sleep with that at the end of the night. But long story short, what they were doing was they had a little buzzer or just a little mechanism on them. It would beep or buzz. It wouldn't beep. It would buzz or vibrate whenever a fastball was coming allegedly. through. Allegedly. Yeah. Do I have to say allegedly in front of everything? We're not yeah. that big yet. Um, allegedly would zap them yeah. every time a fastball was coming right down the alley, and boom, they'd crack it. Mm-hmm. So... Because but allegedly, they were only found guilty for one season, not the season where they won the World Series. So right. now they get to keep the World Series, which let's just not even get into that discussion. Yeah. Because if you were doing it for one season, you were doing it for two. Probably like, let's just be honest with ourselves. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Oh. So that's the second scandal was that the Houston Astros, amongst a couple other organizations, were doing that. Yeah. Because the coaching staff was basically, like, stealing the signs of the other team, and they were able to um, basically notify their players when a certain kind of pitch was coming, like you said. And then yeah. those coaches went on to go coach at other organizations, and who's to say they didn't take those same tactics to other teams, too. So most of those coaches that were involved in that scandal have already been let go. There was no retaliation or punishment for the players, which I think is interesting. I did see that a lot of the fans are calling for the players to have some sort of... And a lot of the other MLB players in the actual organization, too. Well, not the Houston Astros organization, but the MLB itself. Would want them. I mean, if you knew you were doing it, you should probably get in trouble for it, but... I feel them. Why why ruin the game? Like, literally, that's the problem that I have with it, is that you're going to ruin a game that so many people have fallen in love with. Like, if this is America's game... Yeah. And if you truly believe that, because if you play in the MLB, you believe that this is America's game. Yeah. Why taint it? Why ruin it with 
with doing such a cowardly move as that. Like, if you're not good enough and confident enough to be able to smack somebody's ass in a game of baseball, then get out of the MLB and go play in the minors. Yeah. Like, I don't really care. I, no offense. Like, I really... That just sucks that they would do that to... Especially to the people that played them in the playoffs and lost. Mm-hmm. That's... Man, that's their once-in-a-lifetime chance to win a World Series that you stole from them. Yeah, I agree. It I sucks. It's just so shady, too. Like, I don't even... Like we said, it's all... I mean, it, they have did prove that they stole the signs. The whole process of how they did it and when they did it and all that is, like, not super crystal clear. But, like, again, I don't even care. It's just the fact that you ever thought about doing it. Facts. Executed it in some form or fashion. Facts. And actually followed through on it is so shady and so sketchy and i just think like you said you're just cheating obviously you're cheating in general but you're cheating other people from opportunities that they deserve and i think that sucks so let's jump to the nfl because that's a perfect jumping point because this is kind of we're going to touch base about one team who has stolen so many opportunities from so (laughs) many teams over so many years the right way and potentially allegedly the wrong way and that is the new england patriots so the first one that we're going to talk about is Spygate. This happened in 07. It's happened again now. I know. This Let's year. just say that. It's happened again now. So year. is this really in question if they're doing it or not? I mean, if it's supposedly, allegedly happened twice. I know. I think I have always thought that I, I don't... I mean, I know that everybody within that organization is super talented and super skilled, but the dominance that they've had, and I'm not like a jealous person. I'm not like, oh, no, you, I mean, I'm just going to hate you because you beat my teams or whatever, but I just think it's somewhat questionable the amount of domination they've been able to have, and I think it shows with the number of controversies that has come with that team, too. You don't see that from other teams, and like you said, Spygate has happened again. They were caught filming at another team's like location can we talk about it it was the Bengals team yeah. they they didn't even have a single win i know and, and they're they videoing them i know and they pretended like oh i didn't know it was that for a documentary and i didn't know it wasn't allowed i'm like come on you're filming plays of another team like think through it if you don't know that's one thing but don't be dumb that tanked because you have to know that that doesn't sound right just think through it like that doesn't sound right i'm filming the plays of another team they videoed a tanking team so they could tank in the playoffs. That's what. That's that's it. I got it. Okay. I figured them out now. So what's the most trending controversy that they've ever been a part of? Well, that would have to be Deflategate. Hashtag Deflategate. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Deflate so do you think it happened? That's my question. Yes or no? And also, can I just say this? As a former player, you know if the ball's deflated. So like, why wouldn't you do something about that if you're on the other team? I don't know. And you know I, oh, but hang on. Wasn't it technically only deflated a little bit for Tom Brady to throw because that just helped yeah. him throw better in that condition? I, I was wrong. Like, My apologies. Yeah, That's it right. It wasn't deflated, deflated. That's it was right. Just I was like, wrong. It wasn't at the standard yep. capacity or whatever. You it want helped him grip it so he could throw it a little more properly and accurately. Exactly. So, And I think that 100% that was real. I think they did it on purpose. I don't think that you can just fire an equipment manager and call it a day and just say that was the problem. I think that it's still, once again, a systemic thing within that organization that they let little shady things happen, and then they can easily say, oh, I didn't know that that was happening or that didn't happen, but things like this would not continue to come up if they didn't know things were happening. Yeah, and Brady was suspended for four games because of that. And let me just say that. Once again, they stole away 
somebody's opportunity yeah. at that Super Bowl. And he was found guilty of it after the fact they won that Super Bowl. Yeah. So that sucks. Like, why ruin the game? Once again, Brady, who has changed the game for so many years. Yeah. He's a go-to football. We argued him in the podcast as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yes, definitely. Maybe one of the greatest influences in the NFL of all time. Yeah. And now, why would you taint your career once again as even a little asterisk next to one Super Bowl? I think it's because they, in my opinion, once again, these are all our opinions with a little fact mixed in, but I think that, in my opinion, they just think that they're untouchable, which they have kind of proven to be. Like, I mean, there's, they're, they're, yeah, they have been. They don't get in trouble for anything. It's like they can just brush it off and they maybe get, like, a little fine here or there, or even a four-game suspension, I think, was reduced from a suspension he had gotten that was even bigger for that. I might just be making that up, but I'm pretty sure that's true. And I think... They're just untouchable, and they know that, and they know whatever they do, unless it's something so massively, blatantly obvious that they're not going to ever, like, really reap the, or ever, they're never going to really, like, get the full punishment for what they did, and so they just keep doing little things here and there that give them an advantage, but they know they're never going to get in really big trouble for it. Yeah, no, I agree, but in my personal opinion, we're going to jump into the third one because we've actually talked about this for a very long time, which I'm, I love. It's fascinating to talk about scandals. It's kind of annoying to talk about people ruining the games we love to watch. Yeah. But the last one, and I think personally, in my opinion, this might be the worst of them all because in baseball, you had steroids, you had HGH, which is personally enhancing yourself. And then you also had a buzzer or a zapper, whatever the hell you want to call it, that told you when somebody was going to throw a pitch, which was benefiting yourself. It was consequentially or consequentially hurting the other team, obviously. Yeah. But this one is the Saints and the Bounty case because mm. you're physically putting money down on the table, saying, "Yo, you go pop his legs, you go tear that man's ACL. Yeah, I'm gonna send you home with a nice five hundred thousand dollar check. Like, what the hell? Basically, hurt somebody else and you'll benefit from it. I'm like, that is the worst. That's the worst of the worst. Tom Brady deflated some football so we could throw the ball better. Okay, you're helping yourself. Once again, consequentially, you're hurting the other team. But not physically. But not physically. (laughs) You're not literally putting a bounty. Hey, yo, you take this dude out of the game, you're going to get a nice little bonus check. Hey, go buy your kids something nice. Hey, kids, you want to know how I got this money? I took some man's head off in a game. Yeah. And I what think, the? Like, come on, man. I agree, and I think that's super shady, and I think, I'm just going to quickly touch on this point because it's probably the smallest of the three points, but I think that is what leads parents to be less likely to put their kids into football whenever they're choosing what sport their kids are going to play, Yeah. which is why over the past few years, more kids have been playing baseball or basketball, basketball. and not football. Exactly. So it's and soccer. Don't sleep on soccer. Yeah, I've soccer seen a huge rise in the U.S. Too. So baseball and soccer are actually the two that have risen the most. And then basketball has basically stayed flat. And then football yeah. is declining. And I think it's things like that where people are intentionally hurting others or just by default and how physical of a sport it is that, I mean, people are getting hurt. And I think that's the reason why kids are playing more baseball, playing more soccer and less of football because parents don't want their kids to get hurt, which goes to the argument of saying baseball will probably continue to decline unless they get like a little bit more control over what's happening there but maybe like you said basketball or soccer might become the top sport here we don't know well i just feel like basketball is the most level you know yeah it's always there 
and it's always going to be there. So when something yeah. drops, oh, basketball's there, there, man. <laughs> yeah. And it's on the incline right now, in my personal opinion, because of the way they're restructuring things and the way that they're doing the whole kind of minor league setup, if you will, for basketball. League, yeah. Exactly, G League, yep. So I think it's really cool. I'm, I'm interested to see how basketball does. But also, let's not sleep on soccer because they have a huge massive, which we're going to talk about eventually when soccer season kind of starts revving back up in full yeah. gear, is the MLS expansion that's going to be happening, which is kind of exciting and crazy in itself. Exactly. So I think that those kinds of controversies will lead kids to play other sports, and I think there's safety problems that lead kids to play other sports, but I will say, I think the one thing, all of this controversy, all this debate aside, the one thing that actually tells you what is America's sport is what Americans are literally actually watching. So I'm going to kind of tell you by way of the 50 most watched programs of the decade and where both of those sports fall. So I pulled the viewership of the last 50 or the top 50 viewership programs of the last decade. Number one through 10 are all the Super Bowls, <laughs> literally. Then you skip down to 17 and 18. Those are NFC championships, 20, 21, 22, NFC and AFC championships, 25, another AFC championship, 31, 32, an NFC and AFC championship, and then not until you get to 36 do you actually get a World Series game. So World Series game 7 from 2016 came in at number 36. Yeah, so I would say I would say to that argument, obviously it goes to show that baseball was America's sport because kind of in the past... You know, obviously TV was not as, you know, kind of prevalent in most homes as it was then. So, yeah, I totally agree. I think football is now America's sport. I think baseball was. And then I think basketball could become America's sport. Could become. It's possible. But I also, let's just throw this out there and just don't sleep on it. UFC, they do one event every four months, maybe every three months in Vegas, and they make millions, and then they just go away for a little bit. Yeah, they're know. not America's sport, but like mm, in terms yeah. of like money management, setting up and for viewership. like success, viewership, yeah. they gotta be talked about for their success. What they've been able to do is pretty unprecedented. Yeah, they've definitely done a good job of getting fans rallied around them, and I don't think that that has existed as long, nearly as long as the NFL or the MLB. So they've done a good job of stealing or sharing some yeah. of the fans. But you've also never had an athlete like McGregor who has changed the fight game yeah, for what it is now. all the attention to it. Too. Globally. Yeah. So with that being said, go hit up our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, GG Talk Sports. Go comment and let us know what you guys think. Do you think that baseball is America's sport? Do you think that football is America's sport? Do you think that something else is taking over and is going to become America's sport? Let us know what you guys think below. Okay. In five years, what's going to be the biggest sport? Five years. Biggest sport globally or in America? In America, since that's what we're talking about. Probably still NFL. Still NFL. What about you? I think so, too, but I think it'll be close with the NBA. Especially if they change the one-and-done rules like we talked about in another episode to where younger players can be in the NBA. Okay, I like that. See, I think that basketball stays kind of where it is on its steady incline. Don't sleep on soccer. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so like I said, go comment on our Instagram, and now let's get into some GG picks. Yeah, so this is something that we've really fallen in love with. It's GG picks. Once again, hit up our social media channels, GG Talk Sports. We post this up there, and then you guys just comment below who you think is going to win. And we get to interact, and it's, it's a lot of fun. So go check it out. Anyways... 
This week, we have a little NBA matchup on Friday. We have the 31-13 LA Clippers taking on the 30-13 Heat. I'm not sure Jimmy Butler, he's been coming off a little back injury. He's been healthy, but he's resting. So I'm not sure if he's playing or not, but... I personally picked the Clippers last time. They got a big, big dub. I know. I'm going to go with them again in this matchup. I think they're slowly... I think Kawhi is just showing why he is the greatest. I think he's had it with all this crap about, I'm a postseason god. Nah, I'm nice in the postseason, and I'm nice in the regular season, so chill. So yeah, I got the Clippers. Who do you have? Um, I'm going to pick the Clippers, too, only because of the uncertainty of Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And I just think even if he is playing, if he hasn't been 100%, he's still their whole team. He has good, like, complimentary pieces. But as far as who's going to win, I pick the Clippers, too. Okay. On Saturday, we're then going to stick with L.A., I guess. we got oh. the Los Angeles Lakers sitting at 34-9, second-best record in the NBA behind, obviously, the Milwaukee Bucks. They are going to be taking on the 29-16 76ers. Personally, I'm going to go with L.A. They've been kind of up and down a little bit. Their offense has kind of looked as well up and down. But I think with A.D. coming back off that injury, that was their first game back together. Yeah. I like the I like the Lakers. I think they're good. They're a well-rounded team. I think they are going to make some free agency moves, which we'll talk about in another episode. But, yeah, I got the Lakers. What about you? So I've got the Lakers, too. It's not super exciting that we keep picking the same teams right now. Come but on. <laughs> Pick against me. <laughs> just because, like you said, AD is back, and I think that that will start clicking again. Um, and I do really think Ben Simmons is super impressive on the 76ers, but I think at the same time, Joel Embiid, I believe, is still out. Bro, shoot the three. He just needs to start doing it. Anyway, that's it. Just shoot the three. All right. And then on Sunday, we have a nice little matchup of the 26 and 16. Damn, they're tanking. Rockets (laughs) against the 30 and 13. I can't be shits on the podcast. (laughs) Against the 30 and 13 Jazz. So. I'll go first. Okay. I'm going to pick the Rockets because. Yes. I I was going to pick the Rockets. I know, but I got there first. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to pick them because literally the last game, I believe, or two games ago, James Harden was like one of 17 from three, and I am hoping he's not going to repeat that. Russ has been playing super well. He's literally the only reason that team is still Is he the best player on the Rockets? We need to have a discussion about that. Maybe on Monday. Maybe on Monday after this this game we will. But, yeah, I think he's going to do super well, as he has lately. He's the only reason that team's even close to any of the games they've been in, although they've been losing. Still, James Harden, step your shit up and get the win. And Eric Gordon. Like, where's he? I know he's been battling injuries, but, like, bro, you should have been. You used to battle for the sixth man of the year. Like, come on. Anyways, all right. I'm going to take the Jazz. Oh, boy. Big, big Ingles fan. Shout out him. He's been kind of low-key balling. And then I just love what Donovan Mitchell, Spadad, Spider, whatever you want to call him, can do on the court. He, he's a special talent. But that also leads us into our final prediction, and that is just a kind of big mass prediction. This week is the – this weekend, rather. Yeah. Is the SEC versus the Big 12 matchup for basketball, college basketball, that is. With these switcherooskies now happening to Kansas State and Kansas, it's going to be interesting to see how they do because Kansas has a big matchup against a physical, big Tennessee. Yeah. But let's just kind of talk about overarching theme. Do you think the SEC or do you think that the Big 12 comes out with more wins in this matchup? I definitely think the Big 12 this year is going to come out with more wins because, one, you have Baylor. Two, you have KU. Three, you have Texas Tech. Four, you have West Virginia. I think, like, if you go down the list of who is in the Big 12, if you look at, like, the top six teams, they're all super well-rounded and good teams. And I don't think that you can quite say the same 
four, the SEC, you have Kentucky, you have Auburn, and you have Arkansas borderline. And I think, like, the remaining teams aren't quite as strong. So I'm going to pick the Big 12 just because I think further in their depth, they're still pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I can't pick against you on this. I would love to say the SEC, but I just don't see it happening because, yeah, the Big 12 just has way more talent. They have a lot more teams ranked within the top 25. Yep. And just no offense to the SEC, I think that the SEC has been rebuilding over the years, slowly and surely getting more talent. Yeah. But no, no. Not this weekend. Also, do you think San Diego State remains unbeaten? They're currently the only team in their 20-0, which is kind of nuts. I'm sure they will. I mean, if they're that good that they've beaten 20 teams already, I doubt they're going to face off against anybody who's much different. So, so you think they finish off the regular season unbeaten? I don't. I doubt that, but I think for okay. the foreseeable future, probably. Okay. Woo! GG picks. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, just to let everybody know, quick update. I'm sitting at 53 and 29, and Steph is sitting at 48 and 34. Oh, no. So she's only five behind. I but was three. I know, now you're five. Oh, no. It's all right. It's all right. All right, I'm going to pick complete opposite of you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, go hit up our social media channel, GG Picks. Let us know who potentially is the most talented team on the block for all these SEC Big 12 matchups. And don't forget to tune in because this weekend has some great sports. We've been really lucky over the past few weeks with some mm-hmm. fantastic sports to view. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to hit that little subscribe button if you are listening to us on any platform. We appreciate it. And tune into the next one. Yeah, and while you're at it, while you're subscribing, don't forget to leave us a review because we would super, super appreciate that. We love all your feedback. And then, like we said before, just share it with somebody who also loves sports, and we would love that too. Have a good one. Bye.